Hello, welcome back. I'm so happy to have you today. I spend a lot of time doing this podcast and I just want you to know that it really means a lot to me that, you know, you spend your time with me and have me in your ears. So thanks friend. I really appreciate it. And uh, send me a DM if you haven't already and let me know who you are and that you're listening because it gets really lonely on the other side of the microphone. So today's episode is with Dr. Kevin Christie, who is a chiropractic business coach. And I know I've had quite a few chiropractic business coaches on, but that's just because I'm connected with a lot of them and they're really freaking talented. And even if you are not a chiropractor, I know without a doubt, you'll still learn a lot from this episode because really we just talk a lot about content marketing that pertains to more than just, than just chiropractors. And if you are wanting, you know, if you're not a chiropractor and you're wanting to have other people on the show, then send me a DM and let me know who I should have on. I love to interview like really cool people like Dr. Kevin. So Dr. Kevin says there are very few frustrations and struggles that a modern chiropractor faces that Dr. Kevin has had to wrestle with already. Having run his own practice with multiple staff, associates, real estate purchases, billing issues, <laughs> insurance headaches, and trying to do excellent marketing, Dr. Kevin understands that pressures that we face as chiropractors. And again, I'm not a chiropractor, so this, I shouldn't really be reading this verbatim. But honestly, I really do think that you will learn a lot from this episode because again, we just really talk a ton about content marketing. And I actually had the pleasure of being on his Modern Chiropractic Marketing podcast a couple months ago. He has a really loyal audience and he's a really, really smart guy. And I always learn something from talking to him or, you know, just like anytime I've like listened to his podcast or whatever. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by my Marketing Roadmap, which is a five-episode private audio training that's kind of like this podcast, but not exactly because it's not available to the general public when you search on your podcast feed. So the great thing about consuming free content like this for me or on my Instagram or my blogs or whatever is that... Yes, you will learn a lot, but you kind of have to go searching for what it is exactly you're looking for. This five episode private podcast is broken down in a logical step-by-step -step order. That's why it's called a roadmap. If you're ready to get started on your Instagram marketing journey, or if you already are started and you just feel like you're kind of like overwhelmed with all of the different free information, this is a super clear roadmap with lots of tangible step-by-step -step action items that will get you from point A to point B for just $27. So all you have to do is head to mollycahill.com slash private training. And based on the reviews I've had so far, I know you won't be disappointed. My name is Morgan Adams, and I am a holistic sleep coach in Richmond, Virginia. And I listen to the Holistic Marketing Simplified podcast. Dr. Kevin, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. And thanks for being flexible with the reschedules. <laughs> hey, no, my pleasure. I, I get it. As a podcaster myself, I understand things happen. And, and I appreciate uh, making this easy and excited to, to dive into it. Yeah. And I got the honor of being on your show, Modern Chiropractic Mastery. What was that? A couple months ago? Um, yeah, like three, two or three months ago. Yeah. And got to be a part of your summit that you recently did. And then small world, we came to find out that my personal chiropractor here was in your, is in your business coaching group. So yep. it's just so funny. I'm always like, y'all all know each other somehow. It's just like this web. <laughs> it, it is. It is. 
but tell me a little bit about like, I've already done your like formal intro, but tell me a little bit about you. Obviously you've been in practice for a long time and you still, do you still treat patients? I do now. Okay. Uh, I was out of it for, for about a year, but yeah, I've been practicing oh. since 2005 and, uh, kind of a, what we would call a sports chiropractor and, and mm-hmm. had a second life, a previous life as a, uh, you know, sports chiropractor that was doing a lot of big things. I was fortunate enough down here in South Florida to work with a lot of high level athletes and, and built sure. a really nice sports medicine clinic. And really that was everything I was doing, uh, up until about, uh, 2015. And, and what happened was in 2013, I, I joined strategic coach, which is an entrepreneur coaching group, which you should check out Molly, uh, really helped it, 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 it turned me from, and this is the way Dan Sullivan, who founded strategic coach talks about it. He'll any of the, it, it, this is entrepreneurs of all types of industries. Right. And so if he has doctors in there and there are some doctors in there, he'll ask, you know, are, are you a, a doctor that has a, a business or are you an entrepreneur that happens to be a doctor? Right. And oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And that's like, I've always had kind of that entrepreneurial spirit and I just happen to be a doctor and strategic coaches really helped me fully realize that entrepreneurship that I have and uh, joined them in 2013. And then by 2016, mm-hmm. uh, I really started diving into marketing for chiropractors and I mm-hmm. built a nice practice the right way. Uh, chiropractors had a little bit of a bad reputation with cheesy marketing in the past. And so <laughs> we wanted to get away from that. And so that's how I really just, honestly, I started a closed Facebook group uh, back in July of 2016. It's now got about 4,700 chiropractors in there. And then that, that spawned a podcast in 2017. And we've been at that weekly podcast without missing a week for uh, six and a half years now. And so now I, yeah, now I practice, I have a, still have my practice. And then I have a, a full uh, other second business that used to be a side hustle now is, is bigger than my practice. That's, that's incredible. And I feel like there are a lot of, not just chiropractors, but a lot of the more one-on-one health and wellness practitioners that I work with, whether it's in an online capacity or brick and mortar, who really are looking to do more of a one-to-many model. And and then there are others who aren't, they're just like, you know what? I just want to go into my clinic. I want to see my patients. And then I want to lock the door for the day and be done. And that's fine. You just have to see like, what's kind of your own style and your own personality. Yeah. And it's tricky because a lot of, and I'll just, I'll just talk about the chiropractic profession for a second. And I think the other adjacent professions can relate to it. But um, what I say to chiropractors is that, you know, we're not heart surgeons and brain surgeons where you can literally have no personality, no, uh, (laughs) no desire to talk to another human being outside of your practice. And you're going to be flooded with patients and you're going to get paid really well. Like it's just one of those things, right? Mm -hmm. And there's other specialties within medicine that are like that, but as a chiropractor, and then a lot of, you know, holistic healthcare practitioners and alternative medicine, you, that's not the case. It's not like you're going to graduate. You're going to hang your shingle and you're going to have all these primary care doctors just flooding your practice with patients. And uh, that's just the reality. And we have to understand that. And that's why it's important to not only be great at what you do clinically, that's the table stakes for it, but you have to do some things to grow your practice. Yes, there are the occasional uh, practices that just build on referrals and they blow up and they're massive. And that does happen, but let's assume you're not them. 
you have to do things to to grow that. And it's tricky because sometimes we get very introverted chiropractors that don't want to do anything other than be a chiropractor. And I get that, uh, but that can be challenging if you're also trying to grow a business. That is very true. And probably one of the biggest hangups I deal with, with clients and students. So you have to tell me if this is mirrored in your, um, your coaching that you see is I don't want to show my face on camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That happens for sure. Yeah. I hear it a lot and I'm like, well, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we got to figure out a way to get, to get past that because not just chiropractic, but everything, you know, I think saying, um, I feel like saying that you're in a saturated market is kind of like an excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, well, every market's saturated. Literally, I had a friend from high school message me and say she bred geckos for a living. I swear to God, this is a true story. And it was mm-hmm. a very, quote, competitive industry <laughs> breeding geckos. So I'm like, everything is saturated. Mm-hmm. So this this kind of concept is a perfect seg into what you teach, which is content marketing, is such a good way to make you stand out from the crowd. So you want to talk a little bit about let's just define content marketing mm-hmm. for people who don't know what that is. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's actually a really long definition by Joe Polizzi, who uh, he founded the Content Marketing Institute. And it's an interesting kind of story how he did that. He just was in publishing and he developed the Content Marketing Institute and it really struggled for a little bit. And then it blew up and he ended up selling it for for quite a bit of money. And he was really on the forefront of what we would call content marketing because before that, there was no word for it. Yeah, uh, and and so he really helped develop that, and that's actually where I got a lot of my um, education for marketing was through his institute. I went to his live event in Cleveland. I went to his master class that was in Austin, Texas, and essentially, content marketing it, it's a strategy. It's not a campaign. It's not tactics. It's a, it's an actual strategy that you're going to have for your practice, where you're trying to get people engaged in educational content that's going to attract them, right? And then retain them as well. And ultimately position you as an expert in a particular industry that's going to drive profitable customer action, right? Like you, you, you have to do that. And I think one of the things that I love about content marketing, and he talks about this in kind of two things, and I'll I'll let you take it from there is, is one that, so a lot of people complain about um, having to sell, like they don't want to be salesy. Mm. They don't want to have to, to sell people. And if you're in any type of um, healthcare industry, like there is a selling component to it. But mm-hmm. one of the ways you can actually offset the hard selling that people don't want to do is to pre-sell them. And yeah. really good content marketing is going to pre-sell them. And then the second component of that, which is that they don't like to feel sold to. Yeah. Right? And content marketing is a form of invisible marketing. And so they don't feel like they're being marketed to. They don't feel like they're being sold to. They feel like they're being educated by an expert. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me is the essential aspect of content marketing is that you have a whole bunch of people that end up looking at you as a expert. They don't feel marketed to or sold to. They come in, they're pre-sold and they're really, they're, you know, they're ready to buy what you're, what you're offering. Yeah, absolutely. I so I don't know if you know this, but my background's actually in journalism and newspapers and advertising. It's kind of was like the all all the same college. I went to Alabama, roll tide. Um, there you, go. <laughs> but, you guys have you guys having a tough year this year? Uh, you know, yeah. Florida State's hey, looking a little bit better. 
tough. Come on. No. When I was in college, it was tough. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Our last home game we lost, I was a senior, was to Louisiana Monroe at home. It was awful. <laughs> but um, anyway, so like I said, it was, I was like journalism, advertising, PR. It was kind of all in the same college. And if you've ever been flipping through a magazine, I personally still love magazines. And you, you'll read this whole article and it's like, tips for making your home smell fresh this fall. And then at the very end, it'll be like, this post is sponsored by Glade. Um, that's called an advertorial. So that's like old school journalism. It's like when, you know, old school back in the newspapers, you know, Miss Betty's recipe corner, if it was like, here's how you make, you know, cornmeal pie. And then at the bottom, it's like, this post was sponsored by Jiffy because they're using that. So this is not a new concept. I just think it might be newer to... I don't want to say it. Well, well, maybe to to health and wellness professionals as a way, like you said, to market. Yeah. And that's one of the, what Joe Polici does talk about, I don't want to put words in his mouth where, but he'll talk about like uh, published content or custom publishing and and certain things that are like that. Whereas what they try to differentiate with content marketing is that it's really education uh, Mm -hmm. first. And sometimes you don't even necessarily promote a brand too much. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty well, fascinating. I'm, right. Well, I wasn't saying what he was doing was it. I'm just saying it's like this kind of concept of educating. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were to just, I'm using the cornmeal example because we literally just made cornbread yesterday. If like nice. you were just having an ad for cornmeal in the paper and you're like, I don't know what I need cornmeal for, but all of a sudden you've educated me why I need cornmeal and you've given me a way to use it. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to go buy it. And so it's kind of like, I actually just recorded an episode uh, about the five awareness levels. Are you familiar with that? No, I've, I remember hearing some of it, but I, I, I don't know what it is, the details of it. Oh, it's, it, you would love it. It would be right in your wheelhouse, but it's, it's kind of like the people who are just at the, the base of unaware, they don't even know they walk around every day and their back hurts and they don't even really realize that that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So the way you're going to have to market to that person is very different from the person who is on the next level, which is I'm aware I have back pain. I don't know what my solution is yet. And then the next level is I'm aware I have back pain and my solutions are ibuprofen, orthopedic surgery, chiropractic, massage, whatever. And then the next level awareness is, okay, I know I want to go to a chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And then the next level above that is I found my car, like, so like I said, it yeah. really just that's depends. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. And I feel like that's why some content really just hits, like goes viral and does really well because you hit people who are like, Oh, I didn't realize this was a problem. I have to share mm-hmm. this with everyone versus the content that might actually convert to being new patients is probably not as sexy, like statistic wise, but it's to that smaller group of people who've already realized oh, this is my solution. I'm just trying to find the right person. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. And that's actually why I'm a big believer in marketing to uh, our existing patient base. So yes. um, yeah, in the chiropractic world, we always talk about new patients, new patients, new patients. That's great. You got to obviously have new patients, but there's a whole lot of marketing you can do to your past patients that aren't coming in mm-hmm. anymore that'll help out. I actually just had... Um, Nicholas Kusmich on my podcast and he's done Facebook ads for a very long time, kind of the early pioneer of a lot of that. And we were talking about Facebook ads. And one of the things I my do worst nightmare. 
What's that? Yeah, I know. I literally well, cried we... trying to set mine up, but continue. Yeah. And, and, and then like we were kind of talking about back in like 2014, 2013, mm. it was the wild west of Facebook ads and it was, it was cheap and working for everybody. Yeah, now it's harder. Yeah. So like one of the things I do is we, I shoot videos for content for my practice. And then we upload our email address of our patient base. So in a, you know, obviously in a chiropractic practice, our email list is going to be our past patients. I don't, I don't do a lot of email lead magnet stuff for my practice. I do it for my, my marketing coaching company, but mm-hmm. I, you know, ultimately um, upload this email list into Facebook. And now it's a list of say 3000 past patients that's affiliated with that email address in the Facebook account. And I run videos that only they see. And that so that smart. way they're staying top of mind because now, like you said, on that hierarchy, those are already people that know their solution is chiropractic and they, and they frankly know it's me. They may just need a little bit of a nudge here and there. And so it's a lot easier to get that person to come in than it is that first person you mentioned on that yes. five-step ladder. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's like, you've always known that, right? But like, once I started learning, I'm like, okay, that makes a little more sense mm-hmm. as to like, why, you know, if you, you can think about it as like top of funnel or bottom of funnel, you can think about it as hot leads or cold leads. Like it's kind of all the same thing, but I just think it's so interesting to think of it that way. And that's why I disagree with a lot of the Instagram reels advice. I see that's like, just do more of what gets a lot of views. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're wanting more like cold leads that that could work, but if you're wanting more conversions, you really need that ecosystem that we talked about. So, okay. I have a couple of questions for you um, to go back on things you've said. All right, let's go back to when you said, well, content marketing for, for one thing, your preferred platform is, is it YouTube websites? What's your. Yeah, I'm, I kind of go to the hub and spoke model that, Mm -hmm. that the content marketing Institute talks about is, is really building your website as the hub and then everything else is the spoke and that spoke could be Google, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and, and all that. And the good thing about it is is if you do all that, you kind of get that, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, but you get that you know, total web presence and it does help feed. If you yeah. build up your social media, it's going to help feed your Google search. And ultimately I like to get people to uh, our website because I feel like we've done a good job on our website to compel them to say, oh yeah, that's the that's the chiropractic practice I need to, to go to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's interesting, right? Like for my pri- my private practice, my website is my hub. For my coaching company, my podcast is kind of my hub. We have a website and we try to get people back there, but the web, the podcast has really become the driver of, of our business. And, you know, I know chiropractors at Instagram is the driver of their business. Mm-hmm. I just recommend they try to do things to get them from Instagram or other platforms to their website. Yeah. And I've changed my business model a lot in the last couple of years, not like my own personal business model, but like what I teach, mm-hmm. because I realized so many of the, you call it the hub that was like missing for so many of my clients. Like we literally had a client go viral. Gosh, it's probably been about a year ago now. And she had no system in place to funnel. Mm. I'm talking 700 comments on this post. And it was just us, me and my team trying to respond to these, like we had nowhere to send all these people. And if you don't have that good, solid website, I mean, I, I think, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Instagram, Instagram alone is great. If you don't have anything to offer yet, and you're just trying to maybe build an audience and, you know, awareness, but 
if you're actually trying to sell something, whether it's to be a new patient or coaching, whatever, like you've got to have somewhere to send them and then eventually a way for them to become a patient or client. Yeah. And I try to make that as easy as possible mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Do you do online booking in your we clinic? Do. Yep. Mm -hmm. I know that's not what this podcast is about, but as a consumer, I so much prefer that. And I feel like yep. it's a huge barrier to entry and I'm an extrovert. I mm -hmm. still don't want to pick up the phone and call. <laughs> so yeah, real quick story on it. Cause I'm actually running a little bit of a reels campaign for my practice where I'll give you the backstop and, and then go from there. Cause I just shot one on online scheduling, you know, for about 40 second reel and walk them through how easy it is to schedule in our practice. And there's a, an old book called obvious Adams. It's not even really a, a book. It's, it was a, we call it an editorial back in the, I think it was in 19 teens. Like it was like a hundred years ago. Yeah. Okay. And the, and the guy was a copywriter in Manhattan for ads and, you know, an ad man. And his name was Oliver Adams, but he was so skilled at pinpointing the obvious things that a business or product did for the consumer. And he wrote great copy around that. And everybody, you know, his colleagues and, and everybody would be like, that's just so obvious, but it works, you know? And, and it, that was the whole essence of that little, probably 40 page little book I read. And so it got me thinking a lot about what does a chiropractic practice potentially offer that's an obvious benefit of coming mm -hmm. to our practice, right? So I shot a reel on, uh, we don't call our waiting room a waiting room. And it was me in our reception area. And I, and I was like, we don't call this a waiting room. And it's really small by design because we try not to make our patients wait for an hour like you do mm -hmm. for other doctor's offices, right? And so we, I've been shooting these reels. One was on the online scheduling. Another one was basically how, um, we can be your primary care for musculoskeletal injuries. And instead of having to go to the primary care doctor and then getting a script to the orthopedic and then getting a script to the physical therapist, come here, we can evaluate you, treat you on the same day. If it's something out of our wheelhouse, we know where to refer you from there. But a lot of those musculoskeletal injuries or pain, we can handle in-house, right? So I'm kind of taking content. I'm taking a uh, something that's just obvious benefits, something uh -huh. that's highlighting for people, because these folks, we realize, we forget sometimes as providers, the steps it takes for someone to um, overcome whatever hangups or fears they have to come into our office. Yeah. Right? And if you can spotlight how easy it is or uh, the benefits coming in and you can reduce those barriers, that's going to be beneficial. So like to your point, online scheduling is makes so much easier. Right. I remember one time, real quick story. I was I was on the phone calling a a particular doctor. I forget what type. And I was also on my computer and I was searching still. And I saw that one had online scheduling. And I actually was hanging up as the person was answering on the other line. And I hung up anyway just to schedule online hmm. with a different doctor's office that offered online scheduling. <laughs> no, so. and I completely agree with you. It's I go to like a holistic dentist and they don't have on that. They don't need online. They don't need any marketing. They're like booked out for like, they're like the yeah. only ones, you know, but I just remember being so annoyed because I would call and I'd leave them a voicemail and then they'd call me back and I would miss their call. And then I'd call them back. And leave, I'm just like, like, how bad do I need? Like <laughs> if I can just pick up the phone and boop, 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 real quick, get, you know, schedule an appointment online. I am, I don't know the amount of times more likely to come in. So you're, so let's say, what are some more kind of barriers you've seen to people actually getting into becoming even new patient or existing mm -hmm. other than the online scheduling piece? 
Yeah, it can definitely be your hours, right? Do you have certain times that are um, before or after work hours for most people or mm -hmm. during their mm -hmm. lunch break? That's been a little bit interesting since the pandemic because a lot of people have a lot more flexibility. Mm -hmm. And I remember we're open till six o'clock a few nights a week and it used to be jammed from five to six and I'd end up being uh -huh. there to like 6.15 now, like, I feel like we're getting out at five 30 pretty consistently. And a lot of those business people are coming in at two o'clock, 10 o'clock. Yeah, I bet. Uh, but, but I definitely think the hours is, is a big one for sure. Mm. Uh, the other one is that uh, a lot of carburetors get busy and they, they can't get people in. Right. Mm -hmm. So the person calls on Monday and they can't get in until Friday, but they hurt their back on Saturday and they've been dying to come in on Monday. And so they, where they can't get an appointment uh, is something that's a problem. And I'm actually going to shoot a little reel about that as well. So, yeah, I was about to say, what is the solution to that? Other than just hire more docs? <laughs> well, that's the problem is they need some business acumen and understand that, you know, they got to figure out a way to hire more team. Uh, maybe it's an assistant that allows them to see more people or it is a new doctor, but sometimes, and it's a whole rabbit hole, they have no margin. Like they're not charging enough mm -hmm. or their insurance is reimbursing crappy and, and so they're busy, but there's not a lot of meat on the bone. So they, they're not even paying themselves what they want, let alone hiring another doctor. So it becomes this vicious cycle they can't get out of. Oh man, that's like, <laughs> that's my Instagram management agency, or it used to be. Now we're good. <laughs> Margins are good now. But in the beginning, I was like chicken or egg, like, oh shit, like I can't expand, but you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah, because you want to take on more clients, but then you can't, but then you're, yeah. And it's usually a, a pricing issue that I've seen as well mm -hmm. too. Um, okay. So I also wanted to pick your brain on, you talked more, you talked about the retention of current patients. What are some things um, you address in your content marketing or just doing your practice in general to help with that? Like, do you do re-engagement campaigns, anything like that? Yeah. We email weekly. Um, so we okay. email our patients and I remember um, clear as day, it was 2015. We started emailing our patients for the first time and the amount of reactivations. And I would, we were only four years old as a you know, five years old as a practice at that point, but the amount of reactivations we got from the early emails was, was pretty impressive. Um, and we've been doing it weekly ever since. And that really is the best way. And it's educational content. And we just try to continue to educate our patients and they think of us, right? So we keep top of mind awareness uh, and we get really good open rates on our emails. So that's, that's nice. Awesome. I think that's a big one. <clears throat> the, the second thing we've been doing is text message campaigns. Mm. Now that's not going to be necessarily content rich, uh, but it is a, we have a call to action error. It's hard to put content in the text, but definitely has been a great way for us to get reactivations, right? Um, yeah. That, that's been good. And then third, I'll just say is, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll give you two more. So third is that strategy of uploading the email address into Facebook and obviously Instagram as well. So these ads will run on both yeah. platforms. Mm -hmm. And and so our current and past patients seeing our content has really helped with that. And then fourth is we do some direct mail. I know it's old school. We don't necessarily do a, a big newsletter or anything, but we do a birthday card each month for people on the birthday. We do thank you letters for referrals and we do welcome letters for new patients. And then occasionally we'll do some stuff to mail out there as well. Uh, that can get a little pricey and depending on what your margins are, it may or may not uh, make sense. Yeah. But it's that extra little touch uh, again. Well, you know, like I said, you're my personal chiropractor, who's a student of yours. I got a mm -hmm. 
handwritten card when I referred my friend. And it just meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. I just something so simple and you think, oh, it won't make a difference, but you know, it did. Um, so I, yeah. And the birthday piece, like I said, that's, that's huge. Um, and even if it's something that you could even put into your system to email them on their birthday, I'm sure that would be, Definitely. what do you Most use for do, text messaging? I hmm. use something called review wave, okay, um, which is really good, really compatible with a lot of EHR systems. So that's been good, but there are the EHR systems that can email out on birthdays as well. So these weekly newsletters that you're doing, are they custom to your clinic? I take it. For the email? Mm-hmm. It's actually, yeah, and we keep it really simple. We we basically shoot a video. Um, mm-hmm. We shoot four videos a month. That video, those videos then get edited, branded, produced. They go on YouTube. And then those YouTube videos will get written copy that we tease out of the videos. And, and essentially the email becomes the video. Mm-hmm. with some compelling copy leading up to it. And on the bottom has all our scheduling links and all that. So yeah, we keep it pretty simple. And then occasionally like we write blogs once a month, like a pretty robust blog that goes on our website. That also mm-hmm. becomes an email. Uh, we also post all those things on Google business profile. Yeah. That's awesome. Cause then you're, you're hitting, like you've got the YouTube, you've got the consistent content and you've got the email. And I think, a lot of people hear all this and they get overwhelmed, but I'm always like, I'm like, look, I'm the repurposing queen. Like it does not mm-hmm. have to be something unique every single yeah. time. But the one, the one pitfall I will say with the email marketing that I've seen is my chiropractor ages ago, she was um, pregnancy baby focused, mm-hmm. but all of her newsletters were about like whiplash and neck pain. I'm like, this isn't even like, I'm not going to open this because yeah. So you could tell they were like kind of that syndicated can't content, which is really what you and I talked about on your podcast episode, how you just can't get away with, Hey, I can change out this logo and it could be literally anyone else's page or email or whatever. Yeah. And I just like, I, I was looking at a client's website and I asked him, I was like, do you do much with nutrition and supplementation? He's like, Oh, not really. I was like, look at your last six blogs. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all like nutrition and supplementation stuff. And I was like, it's not, it's not your audience. And, and that's where I think the content marketing is huge is that you're ultimately creating content that's messaging is congruent with your audience that you built. Like you, you need a clearly defined audience who you're trying to uh, attract and your content should be all developed towards that. And, and I know you, you know that, uh, but I think it's a big mistake that uh, people make. And then they have these kind of what uh, Robert Rose calls as random acts of content. And I think that's a, a big, big mistake people as well. It's like, oh, I got to do content. And they just throw out something random and then you don't hear from them for two weeks <laughs> and there's no consistency in it. So that would yeah. be my other big recommendation is the consistency. Yeah. And that's also like an implied level of trust too, because I'll say sometimes if I look on and I'm like, oh, their last blog post was in 2019. I'm like, are they still in business? So if, if that's the case, just like take the date off of it or something. <laughs> that's a, a big recommendation is if your blogs are very infrequent and you're not doing anymore, just go and take the dates off them. But yeah. better, better solution is do some blogs. <laughs> well, okay. I know we've only got 10 minutes left and you have a hard stop, but I really want to talk to you about this, and I see this more with the female entrepreneurs I work with, but it's like the notion of doing it all. I would not, my business would not have grown and scaled as quickly as it has if I did not outsource. So like, I'm not sitting, I don't edit this podcast. I don't, you know, 
like, I don't put out all my email newsletter. Like I review it mm-hmm. all, but I very much believe in outsourcing because you literally can't do it all. So I'm not sure you're, you and I haven't talked about this ahead of time. So I don't know about your yeah. take. You might be a doing it all kind of guy, but no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm right with you. And that's one of the yeah. things that strategic coach hammers out of us is they, they call it the rugged individualist. Like they hammer mm-hmm. that out of you. And they, they have a concept called who, not how. And so basically you ask yourself, uh, you know, let's think of something, um, you know, doing show notes for the podcast. Um, how, how, how do I do that? You shouldn't be asking, how do I do that? You should be asking like, who could do that for me? Who who is the who? Yeah. That, that could do it. And so we try to coach chiropractors in, in like, okay, what are your, the things that really make the money in the practice, right? Treating patients. You should be doing anything that maximizes your license as a chiropractor and treating patients. Now, on top of that, if you really want to grow this practice, we may want to also make you a thought leader in the community. And you can do that by, because you have such a, you know, a wealth of knowledge, but you can't get tied into all the, you know, like the technologies and this and that. And, paralysis by analysis of doing is like just get good content out there and let's figure out who someone else that can do all the work for you yeah i mean like editing youtube videos it's not that hard as was Mm -hmm. self-taught but it takes forever yeah i mean it depends on how spot on you are i'm not a scripting kind of gal so (laughs) i find i have lots of edits to keep it tight but I mean, I just go to upwork and it's like hey Mm -hmm. can someone edit this video for me it's like 15 dollars and like it's done Then yeah, I have my yeah. afternoon back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like writing the check. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess the last thing I would say, what do you kind of, if, if you were to leave with one last piece of advice, and this is more not about content marketing, this is more like getting into business strategy. So if you're like, this is way too big of a last advice question, Molly, <laughs> just yeah, tell yeah, me. No, it's good. But I feel like, again, with entrepreneurs, we get into a lot of the chicken or egg. It's like, I can't see any more patients, but I can't afford to hire. I can't get content content out consistently, but I can't afford to hire. Like, are there any like questions or like exercises you have people do to kind of walk through that? Well, I think I actually about to do a, a solo. So I do some solo episodes on my podcast yeah. every so often. And, and one is going to be titled, titled stories and excuses. And <laughs> And I'm going to hammer people on it, you know, because a lot of people have stories and excuses of why they can't. But for every story and excuse they have, I can name, you know, 10 chiropractors or whatever profession that that is doing it right. Like, for instance, a lot of chiropractors complain about insurance reimbursement. I have in-network doctors that are making a ton of money. They're doing great with it. They built systems around it. They got out of their comfort zone. They asked for help. They hired coaching. They went to mastermind. Like they've done the things to figure out that instead of just using it as a roadblock and say, oh, well, insurance doesn't pay well, or my community is saturated or people uh, make fun of chiropractor, like whatever, right? Like there's a lot of stories and excuses we have, and we have to be able to overcome that for you to overcome that. Cause like some of that stuff might be deep rooted. You need to find people that have done it or are doing it mm-hmm. and you need to invest in yourself, right? Like when I joined strategic coach, it's not cheap. It's, it wasn't cheap then. It's sure as hell ain't cheap now, but I, I wrote a check that I could barely afford to do it, but I knew that it was a wise investment and ultimately it's had a huge return. And so 
if you if you're finding yourself with these stories or excuses or just self-awareness that you don't know what you don't know, then you need to find those who's to actually start freeing you up to, to do the things that are going to move the needle. Yeah. But well, entrepreneurship can be lonely. And I would also say, be careful with who you surround yourself in community with. Cause I'm in a lot of large Facebook groups that I've ultimately left because all it is, is a giant pity party of like, Oh, me too. I'm just like, no, let's move away. <laughs> yeah. And there's a great uh, meme out there about that. And it's just two boxes. One's got a bunch of dots in it. Right. And it says information and that would be a Facebook group, right? It's just, it's a dot with information. And then it has a, a second one that has the same dots, but they're all connected. And that says oh. knowledge, right? Oh, and that's I love knowledge. that. And, and that's the, usually the difference. If you can curate a better, smaller group or mentor or coach, you know, whatever, that's, they're going to actually connect those dots for you. And it's going to be knowledge you can apply. Whereas these Facebook groups and stuff like that can be really helpful in a lot of ways to stay in touch with certain things. And, and, but it's not, it's not going to lead you to the promised land for most people. <laughs> That's what I always say. I'm like my course, the the hub, like you could probably find all of that information somewhere in my free content, but it's going to be, it's going to take you days to piece it all together. Whereas yeah. you could just get the shortcut, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So where do, how can people work with you? How do we find you? All that yeah, chat. absolutely. Uh, just go to modernchiropracticmarketing.com. And on there, you're going to find, uh, you know, our podcast. There's some free resources that you can find on the tab where uh, we've got free courses on there. We got a couple different ones. Uh, <laughs> we even have a really cool content marketing uh, idea we did a long time ago is a lot of people work with desk workers, right? And mm -hmm. so we put together these desk jockey cards. Uh, one's a micro break card. One's a ergonomics card, one's a carpal tunnel stretching card, and it's good, useful information. And then you can actually, um, on my website, get the PSD files and have your graphics person change out the logo, color scheme, and information to make it branded for your practice. I print them out on really nice card stock, glossy stock, mm -hmm. and we have them at our front desk and like we give them to all our desk workers and that we tell them, hey, put this right on your workstation here and take this micro break every so often to stretch out and get out of yeah. your chair. And so it gets them something to do. It's content, it's educational, and then it's got our branding on it. And they've uh, they've liked that. So you can get that from there. You can check out our website. And if you're interested in coaching, we have information on there as well. Yeah, that's really cool. Are, do you have, is your coaching container open right now or is it on? Is it ongoing? Yeah. Okay. It's ongoing. It's open. Our mastermind, which is for high-level chiropractors, our East cohort is is maxed out at 25. Uh, we have a West co cohort now. We, we meet in person four weekends a year, uh, and we'll be out on the West Coast, mountain areas there, Jackson Hole and San Diego, cool areas. Amazing. Yeah. And so if you're a high-level chiropractor um, doing at least 350000 a year in revenue or more, a lot of our chiropractors in the mastermind have substantially more than that, but- uh, and you want to come in person and really dive deep into things, you could check it out there as well on our website. Yeah. Get you out of South Florida and head West for a little while, huh? Oh yeah. I got a bunch <laughs> of trips next year. It'd be fun. Oh, fun. Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. And um, this was really great information. Thank you. Appreciate it. 
Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified. This podcast is brought to you by my marketing roadmap, which is a five episode private audio training that's kind of like this podcast, but not exactly because it's not available to the general public when you search on your podcast feed. So the great thing about consuming free content like this for me or on my Instagram or my blogs or whatever is that yes, you will learn a lot, but you kind of have to go searching for what it is exactly you're looking for. This five episode private podcast is broken down in a logical step-by-step order. That's why it's called a roadmap. So if you're ready to get started on your Instagram marketing journey, or if you already are started and you just feel like you're kind of like overwhelmed with all of the different free information, this is a super clear roadmap with lots of tangible step-by-step action items that will get you from point A to point B for just $27. So all you have to do is head to mollycahill.com slash private training. And based on the reviews I've had so far, I know you won't be disappointed. I'm really proud of this training. And I know personally, I've bought $27, $37, $17 products before and felt like I really didn't get that much out of it. I guarantee you, you will learn something from this five episode private audio feed. So again, it's just mollycahill.com slash private training. And it'll also be linked below in the show notes. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.